and it, you know it's it's really for some entrepreneurs it can really mean traditional lenders like bank loans, SBA loans, personal credit cards, grandmothers, you know, whatever it takes, right? Um, and according to the NSBA data, for as far back as 1993, there's a clear correlation to a small business owner's ability to hire and their ability to get financing. So when small business can, act, can access adequate financing, they create jobs. That's, that's what we're all trying to do, right? Um, so again, my name is Marilyn wilson Lund. I'm the managing partner of Wave, a strategic consulting firm in the real estate industry. And we've been working with uh, real estate franchises, multiple listing services, capital markets, technology firms for a long, long time. Um, and as a NSBA leadership team member, I play an active role in supporting America's emerging businesses through advocacy and by, by sharing my own entrepreneurial experience. But today it's really about you guys sharing your entrepreneurial experience. That's what we're looking for. So we're gonna hear from uh, the Economic Development Committee Chairman, Michael Judith. He's the managing partner of Innovative Space Technologies, who possesses over 35 years of entrepreneurial experience, specializing in commercialization aspects of idea and lab-based tech to viable, scalable technology. So he's he's got a few scars, I'm sure, he can talk to us about. And you're also gonna hear from Jody Milanese. She's the Vice President of Government Affairs at the NSBA. And she's the one that's on the ground, walking the halls, hearing what's going on and driving, you know, helping all of us understand the impact that small businesses can have. and looking at policies that potentially are great for us and not so great for us and helping us to advocate for and against those. So she's awesome. Um, so we really want you in the next 45 minutes to share your concerns, share your insights with us on the topic of access to capital um, and providing you know, feedback to all of us because your input is really what helps us you know, drive the kinds of focus of the things that we're gonna advocate for, for all the small businesses across the country. So. The prospect of getting finance as a small business is exceedingly difficult. Um, we all know that. So we'd love to hear from you as to you know challenges you've had, any th thoughts or suggestions you have about how the government could help us more with that, how policy could make it easier, how we could get rid of some of the bureaucracy and applying for loans, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, right now, all of your lines have been muted. Um, so to provide commentary or to ask a question, and we really, really want you to, uh, please use the participant box to raise your hand or use the chat box feature to write your question. And for members on the phone, you can use star or uh, star nine to raise your hand and star six to unmute your phone. Uh, Jody will be calling out everyone with their hand raised. So, um, and if you can, while you're doing that, raise, you know, share your name, your company and where you're from, okay? Um, so I'm going to turn this over to Michael so we can jump right in because we don't have a whole lot of time. So Michael, go take it, take it away. Okay, thank you, Marilyn. Good afternoon and thank you for being here. We appreciate you spending the time with us and we're looking forward to a very informative discussion. Most business owners know capital's the lifeblood of any business, but really important for small business. Without adequate financing, most small entrepreneurs cannot start a new business or grow their existing customers. Because of access to capital is so critical to small business success, the NSBA works tirelessly to ensure entrepreneurs can secure the financing that they need. Capital allows for a business to invest in the best tools, run its operations, remain competitive. Businesses with extensive capital through their personal assets and loans with reasonable interest rates have a higher success rate. I'm sure it comes as no surprise to entrepreneurs who seek to start a business that has not been well capitalized face higher probabilities that their companies will fail. As many of you know, obtaining capital can be especially difficult for startups and small firms often that lack years of experience or an established credit history. That which financial institutions may require prior to lending. To help small businesses secure financing, the National Small Business Association works closely with Small Business Administration and lending community to ensure that small businesses can obtain the financing they need. The good news is America's starting new businesses at a record pace. Nearly 3 million new business applications were filed during the first half of 2021, 60% increase compared to the same year prior. There is one caveat to this good news. Until Congress expands access to capital, 
for these entrepreneurs, many of these new startups will no longer exist within the next five years. 20% of small businesses will close in the first year. By the fifth year, half will be down, mm. and only about 30% will make it 10 years. Top reasons for closing, lack of access to capital. Nearly 75% of American small businesses say current tax system favors big business over small ones, preventing them from obtaining sufficient yeah, capital to start true. and expand their operations. That's it. On top of this fact are long-rooted disparities prevented business owners of color and women entrepreneurs yeah. from receiving fair financing both private banks and from the government. Entrepreneurs who cannot start their businesses with a safe source of capital usually come from middle and low-income background communities. They often pre-propose lower credit scores, higher interest rate loans, yep. and a few, if any, assets to liquidate for investment into their own business. Disproportionately, people in these class categories are people of color. There are many ways to access capital. Looking for traditional loans and investments can mean looking for outside of traditional loans and investment can mean success for many companies. From community development financial institution reserves, loans reserved for special groups, crowdfunding. Let's get into a discussion of some of these lending options and challenges facing small business. Helping small business recover from the pandemic and increasing opportunities for access to capital will support the nation's economic recovery. It's important to make the process more transparent and fair for all small business owners, especially for women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, and businesses in both rural and urban areas. Small businesses are the lifeblood of their local communities, and strong local economies create jobs, revitalized hard-hit areas. Additionally, small businesses share near universal bipartisan support, and with access to capital near the top of the list of challenges facing small business owners, Congress has an opportunity to address this issue and help lead a local and national recovery. Before we get to some questions, let me turn it over to Jody, who will provide a congressional perspective and update on this issue. Thanks, Michael. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, so looking at things from a legislative and congressional viewpoint is what I focus predominantly my time on. And so I will say that access to capital is always uh, at the forefront and the priority for NSBA members. For those of you who have in the past participated in our Small Business Congress, where we come together and vote on our priority issues every two year for Congress to focus on, access to capital is always ranked up in the top. And this year, or this past two years, I would say, it was our number one priority and focus for our members. And so as individuals know, there are many government programs and other sources of funding to help entrepreneurs, whether you're starting a business or already accessing or already operating a business um, to get additional sources of capital. And I'll spend a little bit time talking about SBA because I think folks are most familiar with the SBA and there's so many programs that they have including loan guarantee and venture capital programs to enhance your access to capital. They have um, contracting programs to increase small business opportunities in the federal contracting space, direct loan programs, um, homeowner and renter's assistance for recovery from natural disaster, technical assistance training programs um, to assist in business formation and expansion. And I say all these programs that SBA has, but I will add the caveat that the SBA actually has not been reauthorized in over 20 years. And NSBA and myself are actually part of a bipartisan group of um, organizations that are actually working to uh, reauthorize and revamp the SBA. And we have been uh, working pretty hard to address some of the struggles that small businesses face in terms of competing with larger companies, set it, uh, suffering setbacks yeah. as you recover from the pandemic. So we truly believe it's time to really modernize the SBA and um, bring it into 
you know, this century, especially with so many of the issues that we saw, um, despite a lot of the success from the most recent um, loan uh, programs that they had in the recovery from PPP and IDLE and ERTC. So we think there's really a lot of space where SBA can um, address some of these issues. I will say that SBA recently did announce that they're re-engineering some of their existing loan programs, such as the Community Advantage Program, and it has set up a new um, fraud risk management board to manage risk in agency programs, including in its PPP program and the EIDL program as well. Um, and so I know that folks have been looking at ways in which um, the federal government can do more, especially um, in terms of potential COVID relief packages. And for those that don't know, uh, Congress did recently replenish the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. It was a standalone bill in the Senate that added an additional $42 billion um, earmarked to the RRF. And then there was an additional $2 billion for gyms. $2 billion for live entertainment venues, and a smaller amount of money for um, minor league sports teams and then businesses that border uh, Canada and Mexico. So um, we have been looking at other ways in which um, additional funds could be created for some uh, other industries that have not received relief program as well. Um, uh, but nothing has been determined yet in terms of what uh, what those packages may look like in the future. So there's lots happening um, in terms of not only SBA programs, but other programs that um, allow for access to capital that Congress is working on, federal agencies provide and offer. Um, so certainly this is an issue that's constantly on our minds and at the forefront of our discussions and so i look forward to just kind of hearing everybody's comments this, this afternoon i hear i already see so many hands up so i don't want to keep chatting i want to get into the dialogue with everybody Do we want to take some questions now jody yeah i think so because i've seen uh, nancy alerts hands up for a bit so why don't we start there and i'll i'll run across the line Hello. <clears throat> Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Um, so I have, I am Nancy Alert. I'm a real estate broker in the DC metro area, Maryland, Virginia, DC. And this is about small businesses and um, investors and trying to acquire, um, getting access to capital to be specific, um, not necessarily uh, to build your business, but maybe to purchase an investment property or maybe to get a a credit card in their business name so you can help build your business right. and purchase the items that you need to purchase. I find it because uh, I have a number of clients, including myself, that have difficulty obtaining that type of um, access to cash to capital even if you do everything you're supposed to do yes. they say get that dunce number yes get your paydex score yes. up do yes. this do that yet when you try to apply for either a deny you or yeah. um a credit card to be in your business, business name, name because you've yes. created this business right. credit it's still attached to your personal credit which almost often knocks you out of attaining the, the, the capital you're trying to attain. So I guess my short question would be, how does one go directly to the business credit to, and stay away from the personal credit? What is, is there a step that is missing that will allow you to get financing or a credit card under your tax ID number and not your social security number. I see lots of hands raised that may want to keep 
keep the conversation going. So we'll turn it to uh, Coach Arnisha. I saw your hand was raised. You may want to have the have respond to Nancy and. I was actually, it's so funny, and, and thank you, Nancy, for um, for opening up the floor with questions. Um, I have something very similar, but mine is more so uh, a question in regard to resources. I know when, Michael, you just spoke and mentioned about a large percentage of startup uh, business owners coming from low and medium income backgrounds. And so for me, my question is, what resources? Not not only, you know, with, with Nancy's question in regards to that missing step, but what resources are available for startups that not only assist with the access to capital, but that also advocates to assist with building or increasing that personal guarantee that things like tier two trade lines or, or tier three trade lines or uh, lines of credit that business owners need in order to get to that next level in their business, what resources are available for us to teach us, especially as a coach, a business coach, uh, to be able to process the, the, the personal guarantee for obtaining things like lines of credit, credit cards, et cetera. Michael, if you're speaking, you're on mute. I'm muted. Can you unmute, Michael? That, that is a major issue that continually comes up in our committee meetings every month. And if there's anybody here on the call that might be able to raise their hand and have some creative ideas that would make sense that that could be, uh, you know, uh, put forth to, you know, try to drive and solve that problem. Because when you really get into a lot of the lending, everybody's looking for businesses that have been in business for three years. And it's that zero to three year gap. That's the problem. And, you know, in my talk above, um, my pre-prepared uh, statement, you know, I mentioned that, you know, there is that, it, there is an issue there and we've got to figure out how to, to solve that and, and what to stand behind. And that's what we're looking to this group for, is people to try and give us ideas that we can take and push forward. Mark, do you have an idea? Mark, do you have Sorry, you're, you're muted, Mark. Okay. Um, there's, there's there's a couple of primary ones. Number one, the, the small business development centers, which are federally funded under the SBA, provide you with a wealth of information, and they're located in every single state. The second would be SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. They're located in every state as well, and they both provide you with free guidance and assistance for um, uh, startup, pre-startup, or existing businesses. They will provide you with all of that assistance. The assistance is fine. It's the regulations. For loans. It's and the regulations. The third program would be the Center for Women and Enterprises, which is also funded through the SBA um, and they will have, they they actually do courses and programs where they'll teach you various aspects of issues that you need to address in your business and they will assist you with getting funding for your business i know the center for women and enterprise in rhode island my home state um has been phenomenal they have they have done tens of millions of dollars of loan packages they ally with um, lenders and financial institutions that have programs specifically for minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, disadvantaged businesses. Um, and those are three places, and it doesn't cost you a cent to use either of them. hands raised um let's i think tori wood has had you've had your hand raised for a bit yeah hi everyone uh my name is tori wood and i'm from mna financing services and uh i'm a a, a finance broker so basically what i do is i'm a, a financing uh, intermediary 
and I uh, work with a large uh, network of lenders to assist uh, small to medium-sized businesses secure the capital that they need to start, manage, or grow their business. And uh, one of the benefits of uh, utilizing a person such as myself is to assist the client or the borrower in navigating uh, all of the financing options that are available. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, small business owners work, you know, 10, 12, 15 hours a day, and uh, they really don't have the time to, uh, you know, search for financing because, you know, that's a job in itself. You got to know who's lending what, uh, financial uh, uh, credit score requirements, uh, you know, every bank has their own sweet spot. So going back to, I believe it was Nancy, she was stating that uh, she's a, a, a real estate broker. Well, I work with uh, lenders that specifically caters to uh, real estate investors. Um, if you're gonna go to a bank such as you know, Wells Fargo or Bank of America, they're not going to be interested in helping you with your fix and flips or uh, multifamily investment properties or uh, rental uh, properties. But I work with two of the largest lenders in the country that specifically caters to those type of individuals. Um, I believe someone said that, you know, uh, between that one and three year gap, uh, you're looking, there's challenges with helping clients uh, secure the capital that's been in business uh, up to three years. Well, um, I've helped clients, you know, with, uh, with uh, startups, um, with, uh, you know, uh, SBA 7A loans. I, have a, I had a client a few years ago that uh, opened the first sales rebrewer here in Charlotte, and she was straight out of college. Um, and she uh, specialized in seltzery, and that's basically beverages that taste taste like alcohol, beer, but uh, are non-alcoholic. And it was the first of its kind here in Charlotte. And I secured her eight hundred and fifty thousand to open up a first location. Um, for those that may not be qualified for an SBA seven A loan, well, uh, we offer an uh, unsecured business finance program. Now. You guys were speaking in regards to using your personal FICO score uh, to secure loans, but unfortunately, there are a lot of lenders that are still requiring uh, borrowers to provide a personal guarantee. Um, you know, but you know, if you're looking to you know secure the, the the capital for your startup, you know, your FICO score along with proof of income. And uh, we have a program that can secure you up to two hundred and fifty thousand with uh, you know just your your signature, and uh, uh, you know you're not required to collateralize any assets. So a lot of you know these uh, questions and concerns that are posed by a lot of the people here on the panel um, can easily well, not easily be solved, but can be solved by utilizing the services of a financial intermediary because. We work with a lot of lenders. We know who's doing what. We know their sweet spots, and we can get uh, the clients to the right lender uh, the first time. A lot of times, when uh, business owners take it upon themselves to, you know, find, uh, you know, their own loan, basically you're going from lender to lender. And for whatever reason, a lot of business owners they start with the bigger banks, like the Bank of Americas, the Wells Fargo's, PNC banks. But those lenders are not really interested in financing small business deals because they refer them over to me all the time. So we have uh, smaller banks that are hungry for the, you know, the small business deals, and we get them funded. If you uh, put yourself in a position, uh, you know, to to uh, receive that funding, whether it's a uh, you know a good FICO score, uh, your uh, uh, Corey, I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off. You have so much great information to share, and I really appreciate it. We have so many people with their hands raised. Okay. We want to get to everybody. We have such a short time. If you want right. to put your information in the chat for folks to reach out to you offline, okay. they certainly can. But we want to. We really want to get to everybody. We only have until three forty-five, and I think we're about to put up a, a quick poll on our screen yeah. for everybody to get some uh, feedback and response. 
Sansan to keep the, the conversation moving. All right. Yeah, if we could, given the way that the uh, the conversation's gone so far, let's do this quick poll real quick to see how, where everybody on the call stands. People are finishing this up, Michael and Jody, if, if you'd like. We do have a question that asks about, I, I'm just looking at the numbers here, and it looks like a lot of people haven't applied for a new loan or line of credit in the last couple of years. Um, we have another question that talks about changes to your loans or line of credit existing. Perhaps we could ask, ask that next. Yeah. That might also give some good information. Before we get off of that, the, the subject, though, may I make a comment? This is Joy Stewart. Um, I just wanted to respond. Um, she, it, it, for the most part, we are kind of uh, uh, connected at the hip with your FICA score. There are a lot of different organizations, and I think Tori is probably one of those intermediaries that uh, the other young lady was talking about in terms of what resource you can go to to try to help you, because in many cases, there's a lot of stuff on your credit score that can be challenged and questioned, and you'd be surprised how much stuff is wrong on your on your on your on your credit report i've gone through and gone from like uh a 680 to a uh 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 850 in only two years by cleaning up some old junk that didn't belong and so forth and so on you really serve yourself well to get a current copy of your credit score and go through many times if you write to somebody and say you know um I've even had a situation where there was an old bill and, you know, at the moment I didn't have any income and I'm like, okay, I made them an offer and, and the caveat was that you're also not going to report me. And it worked, believe it or not, you know. So you'd be surprised. There are a couple of little things like that that you can do, you know, to, to actually go ahead and, and clean up some of the stuff on your credit report if that's a problem. And that would help tremendously towards some of those other opportunities that Tori was speaking of. Also, um, Tori, you were mentioning about uh, the larger banks, but I know that throughout the pandemic, uh, Chase had a whole series of small business um, uh, uh, services, resources, webinars, training programs, and things like that to help you to gain access uh, to capital. I know my business bank is is a different bank altogether my, but my personal banking has been with chase and um believe me they keep up with stuff like your credit score because they're begging me to move my business account over so you know sometimes it means going in meeting with your other banker and negotiating now if you don't want my business then i need you to help me with such and such you know so you know the salesmanship goes without saying it with any entrepreneur you're a salesman you're, you're, the, you're your biggest cheerleader you're the person that's gotta be able to go in and present your case and you'd be surprised sometimes it actually works sometimes you get a yes <laughs> thank you thank you mm -hmm. do you want to um go ahead and put up that other poll you were going to put up sure let me share share the results here of um uh the first question we did mm -hmm. so hopefully everybody can see that Should I go ahead and close this and open up the other poll, Michael? Sure. Why don't we? I okay. was, the way the conversation was going, I thought that would help, but I think this one might be better. Okay. And here we go. hand raised so folks can try and keep their comments to about two minutes um i know as people are responding we might as well move on and i think nino has had their hand raised for quite some time if you want to mute your line hi everybody it's nino marquinsonio here yes uh thank you for for having me on um 
I am uh, <clears throat> I am the deputy director. So I'm the uh, I'm the second in command for the Defense Technology Innovation Program LLC. We were able to establish a public-private partnership. So basically, through an MOU, we, we support the Department of Defense on on, on national security, uh, technology, uh, uh, scouting, and innovations. So we over the last four years, we we've been able to work across more than a hundred DOD, federal, IC, and allied communities. Uh, we work with small businesses really on a global scale, and we basically walk them in once they have something really, really special for us to present to uh, the different uh, uh, senior leaders that come to our forums. So it's a little bit of a, it's a really, it's a little bit of an uh, edgy type of approach to our business, but we do work with a lot of small businesses with these fantastic innovations, okay, that they can be, you know, uh, uh, you know. Of course, we're looking for the for the next big AI, but but we also work with different concepts and and engineering and 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 small businesses across that don't have so much access to the to the whole federal government. Um, and and we are we 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 are really excited to be able to work with some of the companies that are part of the NSBA and also figure out ways how to drive. Uh, uh, more funding into some of these programs because we see a lot of problems when when uh, when things have to get funded. You know, there's always a funding issue. We're trying we're trying to stand up a program around doing things that are more efficient on finding funding for the programs themselves. So, if it's uh, I hear a lot of fantastic things um, from the NSBA on, on uh, working the working these issues. Um, and, and we we are we could be a good conduit to some of these uh, uh, programs within that we touch on a monthly basis because we are we are co-hosted by OSD policy so we're also trying to make changes at the policy level and and, and when and when we have um, when we have the opportunity to work with companies we ideally will try to get them those small little uh, 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 ways to get into the government but at through our forum it's not always uh uh the the companies usually don't have always the backing that they need so um that's that's something that i think the nsba can help us figure out when when we kind of package up these companies that come in and uh, 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 look to get a government contract through our forums thank you nina um, do we want to quickly put up the res the the results to polling? So a lot of folks don't have loans or lines of credit for their business. That seems to be the majority of the response. Well, should I ask the question? I hope maybe we should have a quick poll. Does anybody have financing problems? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know this individual's name. Uh, they've had their hand raised for a bit. Gal Galaxy A12. <laughs> if you would like to unmute your line. We'll give you 30 seconds because we have other hands raised. Okay, uh, I see Heath Sanders. You have your hand raised. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I've been, uh trying to secure our EIDL disaster loan from the SBA for more than a year. We were just canceled today for some admin reasons. Um, I noticed uh, this is more just for the NSBA. So I noticed that in the, the um, initiatives to Congress, um, one of the initiatives for the NSBA to lobby on is, is increasing the SBA's lending. And um, that's all fine, but the SBA is an absolute nightmare to work with. And it takes for small businesses, it almost takes a full-time employee just to comply with them. So giving the SBA more money to lend, I don't think that really gets down to small right. businesses right. or veteran-owned small businesses. Uh, small business, I have government contracts that are starting next week that I need to support payroll for. Um, I, I think one of the things we could lock. The issues surrounding the idle loan program, because you are not alone in 
all the trouble um, that has been surrounding that program. And uh, certainly uh, there was a lot of communication and conversation yesterday around that. I'll see if that is available, that recording is available and pass it on to you. Um, also the National Ombudsman Office at the SBA we work with as well and um, are very aware of all the problems surrounding IDLE and PPP and folks that did not get funding that should have, that are still trying to get forgiveness around it, that those that did. So uh, you're certainly not alone in, in all of these grievances. I'd appreciate that too, Jody, Joy. I'd appreciate having access to that too. And I, I agree with Heath 1000%. Uh, to be able to redirect that money to the, the local banks and smaller banks where you can build that relationship and leverage that salesmanship plug that I was talking about, I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, who's, I'm kind of lost track on who may be next on my screen here, but um, Rashida's iPhone. You had your hand raised. friendly 
because basically all the comments that I hear, the problem is process, that you don't know what resources are, this is a problem of training and education, a process, that you have a, a lot of paperwork, you have the bureaucracy, so the problem is process, it's not funding, it's how can I access the funding and what is the user-friendly process that you can be put in place, that you can put in place. The second thing is in terms of philosophy, from, from my point of view. If you go to find funding for your business, that means that you don't have the money. So when you go to, to have the funding, they ask you everything, financial statements, a lot of paperwork, a lot of things about your business, but the basic thing is that you start the process because you don't have any money. So they, you have to demonstrate that you have some money when you don't have any. So these are the, the, the main two things. One is the philosophy of the lending process in terms of the, of the gap from zero to three years in the business, because Sometimes when you go to, 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 to ask for the funding, there is a lot of paperwork that you don't have, first. Second is the process. How do you do the process more user-friendly? And it's across the board. It's the government, it's the lending institution. Uh, maybe, maybe one alternative is to go more local because the process will be more user-friendly. But the problem is process. It's not about money. It's not about giving the SBA or any government agency money. It's about making the process user-friendly. Thank you. I appreciate those comments. And I think action, um, you got your hand up for a bit, please. Uh, yes, uh, good afternoon to everyone. Um, I'm just coming to throw in a couple of things. Um, number, number one, um, because we're we were we're a micro business that kind of was able to launch ourselves to grow a little bit bigger. We're a small business development um, and through branding, um, and so we had to find some alternative methods because most people don't want to lend or um, give money to businesses like ours, um, especially since we were also community based kind of hybrid. Um, and so I wanted to just go go through a list of things. Number one, you've probably seen me put in the chat, but there's a there's an org, there's several organizations uh, created and working with the federal government called CDFIs, and they are community development financial institutions. Um, they are like fantastic as far as like here in Texas, we have an organization called Lift Fund and um, they're very interactive and they help lead you through the process of funding and they do alternative funding up to like 500k for small businesses who cannot um who cannot go through traditional banking institutions but then they also uh, work with traditional banking institutions because they are trying to help you get to the point where you can go to those institutions as well um and then and there's several of them uh they're different depending on the state you're in and you can just put in like i think it's like cdfi.gov uh, or cdfiform.gov and put in your state and it'll pull the list of all of the those institutions and they will do they do alternative lending so you don't have to have a traditional background to get lending from them Number two is this going to sound like a little off the beaten path, but we um, found that when we're not really for loans, nor are we really for like investment, we really wanted to find ways to leverage our own uh, sales and services to ensure that we could build our base. And we were able to do that. We went from, you know, um, we've already in the first quarter of this year, we already made more money this year than we did in the entire of last year, and it's just using tactics like this. Um, and then there's there's me, there's Metro. This is gonna sound weird, but one of the most accessible, one of the most accessible um, contracting services I've seen, and it does depend on what type of services you offer, is Metro. Um, they have their own certification uh, program. Um, it's not hard to do. You can like even at least here out here in Texas, you can you can even call them and get certified um, so that you can do business with them to get jobs. And you don't have to do the jobs that are like everyone's competing for, where it's like, we wanna get the you know jobs 
over 10k or over 25k they have a database at metro where there's jobs for less for 10k and less and so if you do like multiple of those or you're able to get multiple of those then that adds up um and then a third thing is um um i can't tell you the email from your mentor i saw that but i would just uh great great um and then the third thing is um that one of the other things we found to help build credit because number one we were llc and then we also work some of our clients because we do brand development our corporations and you really don't want too much of your personal information um when you you have that type of company being mixed up but for right. some reason um they always love to uh come back to our personal credit i get it financial wise but i mean for business purposes it's really kind of weird um and so uh some of the things that we've learned to build our credit uh so that we were able to get uh our first loan this year uh was to um there are i don't know what you call them but there are places like u line there are trade lines right so you can use like trade lines nav nav has it um but uline i found was good if you need like packaging and stuff like that where they'll do like 30 day um yeah but they're not reporting to the they're not reporting their net 30 accounts yeah net 30 see no finance here but yeah. we still got where we needed to go um, Boy, that was so net, 30s, net 30 accounts and there are several trade lines that exist like that like a u-line and several other ones if you're in construction i think um there was another one that's large that does it like does things like that but yeah um and so there's multiple alternatives off the path that get it done and get it done quite quickly and i'm just running over it one more time cdfis like lift fund and i know lift fund is at least across a lot of the gulf coast I don't know how far they go in the U.S. Um, they're alternative lending. Number two, like smaller um, contracting. Well, they're not small, but Metro. But they have like smaller bid service uh, databases. And then um, that help you just get funding. You know, I mean, help you get bids easier. Um, and number three um, were like trade lines. So, yeah, if, I think we should have a group where we talk about this because it, it can be really, really crazy. And for anyone who wants to contact me, I'll drop my info in the chat um, because, I mean, we did all these things and we're not financially savvy, so. Well, thank you very much. That was, that's really good uh, info. I think we only have, we're really running tight on time. We've got room for two more people. Um, start with Kimberly. She's had her hand up for a while. And after that, Robert. Hello everyone, I am Kimberly Jackson. I am the Office of Apprenticeship, actually the National Center. Um, we do provide services for employers, um, which is called a reimbursement funding. So what it is, is we're with the WAHU, which is the workforce. We actually partner with the workforce and our job is to bring incentives to uh, small businesses where you can receive that reimbursement. Um, we work with the training side where you can create your own occupation. Also, we work with the on-the-job training. I think someone was talking about Metro, and I think that's what pretty much the program they're in is on-the-job training program where you can receive up to 75% of reimbursement funding. So I am with the, um, the government. I did put my information down there. Um, you can learn more about this program through apprenticeship.gov. Um, it's with the government, with Don Sams. Um, we also work with GI Bill, which is the veterans program. It's all training. So, you know, y'all kind of nervous. I do not like talking. <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, it is funding, it's reimbursement. We're up under the Wahoo funding, which we do provide. Uh, do existing employers or those that want to jumpstart their business, it's a certain amount of incentive funding that they help you train. Um, like I said, if you need any more information, I can put my information in the box for you guys to kind of, you know, go online and learn more about the apprenticeship the, about the program. Robert. Okay, it's me. I'm, I'm the last guy up. <laughs> um, first of all, I thought. I loved hearing from everybody. Tori, great information. Also, Heath and uh, Wilmer, process, 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 fantastic. Absolutely, what you said. I, 
I'm looking at this, and I've seen many, many places where they set up micro loans, and everybody has that gap that we're we're not getting that initial uh, investment, that just a little kickstart. And I think the NSBA would be a great place to establish this micro loan process where you don't have everything linked to the standard banking uh, rules, and it would give a, a a startup or a, a lift up uh, for small businesses. Um, not necessarily that the NSBA would run it, but that you would have access to it. Um, and it could be set up with a GoFundMe page or something like that, where you have these microloans, a thousand dollars or so on, just to get you started if you don't have the credit score. And I'm sure a lot of people across the country would love to invest in that somewhere in the U.S. Uh, to 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 create that to help with that. Uh, gap. The other thing is the pro. Like Wilmer said, the process. I mean, the NSPA should have something to help with the process uh, or access to information. I think that would be wonderful. So that's my two cents. Thank you for everyone. Oh, thank you, Robert. Um, I think we're over time, are we not? Um, so to be respectful of everybody's time, we need to. Obviously, there's no shortage of things people would love to talk about, but I think we need to uh, cut it short. Jody, did you have anything to wrap up with for Marilyn? Marilyn, would you like to add anything? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 thanks everybody. I think there was a lot of great ideas here. Um, I was brainstorming back and forth with a few folks on the call as we were talking. Um, some of these things make sense coming clearly from NSBA. Some of them are things we can direct others to help us with. Um, but they're terrific ideas and it's so much of it like we say is it's not that things aren't out there we just don't understand how to use them or they're too difficult or they're, they provide you at the wrong time in your financing history so these are all, all great topics for us to continue to think about uh, on the leadership council as well as at the board of director level so thank you very much yeah I would just add um, so many of you had intertwining ideas and concepts and issues. I would highly suggest um, we put a link uh, in the chat for our LinkedIn page to continue the conversation, to continue to chat with one another, find common resources, network with one another. That is a great location to continue this conversation. The feedback and information that you have provided us today, we will take back to our economic development policy group and discuss it further, um, see what, what places we can make an impact legislatively, congressionally, with federal agencies, et cetera. Um, and also I would recommend um, getting on our uh, weekly advocate, sign up for that notice as well. If you aren't already receiving it, it has all the latest information and things that we're working on. But um, for all of you to continue your engagement, I definitely recommend the LinkedIn page. So thank you all for joining us today. Um, and we'll look forward to a different conversation on our uh, next quarterly call. Thank you, everyone.